Welcome to the Buds and Reality Show. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And guess who's back this week, y'all? Mr. Bubba the Mouth is gracing us with his presence. How you doing, sir? It's good to have you back. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I, uh, You know what? I can't complain because nobody would listen anyway. So, I mean, like, life is good, man. Life I mean, is- nobody listened, man. Everybody's listening to the show, baby. I know. I know. See who you've had. Complain. <laughs> But uh, you've been you've been uh, you've been busy lately. You've been uh, we you took a sabbatical. You had to go for a while, and uh, you went something. Are we allowed to talk about what you went and did for a while, or is that a big no no? We could just move on to something else. Well, it's for a specific group of millionaires who are young. Yeah. Play a child's game. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't you... don't want to give too much out because you know I run my mouth and uh, all the views are none of theirs. It's mine. So right, right. But, but yeah, uh, and then I ended up uh, being the wife talk. We decided to go into business for ourselves. Uh, we do a cleaning slash landscaping thingy doing uh, type. Not going to say the business name on here because <laughs> you fuckers will run with it. Anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid, motherfuckers. Anyway, uh, just decided to go in for myself. Uh, I got tired of cooking. Real, really, really tired of it. Uh, just rather enjoy my life. So, you know, got God, family, life, you know, whatever I like to do on the side. Those are uh, good things to have, God, family, and life. But who are you cooking for before, uh, you know, we, we we dig into this? Because I think this is pretty fucking cool what you went and did for a while. I was cooking for the Lions. <laughs> the Detroit Lions. That's pretty dope, dude. What yeah, was that? yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What was that even like? That had to be pretty crazy. Uh, you know what? It was crazy. Uh, first day there, you know, I came out from our little area to go into the kitchen. And just sitting right there is Panay Sewell, you know, offensive tackle for the Detroit Lions, watching Sports Center. And he's like, sup, bro. And he just goes back into watching it because he's just waiting for breakfast to be served. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's huge. Uh, a lot of these guys who play professional football are huge, just to let you know. If you ever think you got, you want that smoke, no. No. God, no. They made I'm – I'm a heavy man, but they made me look medium. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? They made me look medium. I bet. Even even like the skilled guys, like you see, like the running backs and the you know the tiny-ish, I say tiny-ish wide receivers on the field. No, 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 they're they're ripped. Yeah. How much do those they're guys eat, dude? Those are some large human beings. They have to. Okay. Eat. Little fun, little factoid. Yes, they eat some calories. However, they are very monitored with their uh, nutritionists that they have. Uh, they're very awesome ladies. Uh, I will miss them. They they were they were cool. Um, however, from what I heard, uh, every you know, because we would like say I would make for breakfast Oreo pancakes, real sugar rushy foods, good to have into you, quick carbs and everything. Uh, they were not going after sweets. This I heard. This was one of the only times within you know the chef and the, some some of the other chefs. They've only paid attention to, uh, what do you call it, uh, 
exactly what they're only supposed to eat. They are literally watching their own diets. Uh, Ali McNeil dropped 13% body fat. He is a defensive tackle for the Lions. He was a good, great, great D lineman. Um, he, he weaned up for the season. The Detroit Lions are gearing up and ready to roll, if you catch my drift, guys. Um, despite what happened with J-Mo Williams and that little sports thing that had nothing to do with football, it's just that he placed a bet inside the house, which they're all trying to fight right now. Um, the team's looking great, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, for what they drafted to, Jack Campbell, uh, middle linebacker. And then uh, Gibbs, who they drafted, is a running back, which everybody said they reached for, but he's more of a weapon, not just a running back, because he can play slot receiver and everything else. Seems looking good, man. You might want to start busting open that uh, Kool-Aid that we talked about. I told about. you I made the pitcher. I, I, I made the pitcher of Kool-Aid. I'm not quite ready to drink it yet. Let's get the season rolling. But I got to know something because you said something to me one night after you were cooking for those guys are prepping. Like you you said you prepped an ungodly amount of chicken for these guys. You know, when oh, you were prepping for these guys, like, like how much? How much food do you prep for football players? Seriously, because that's pretty – I think it's pretty neat to know, like, you know, what goes now, on behind the scenes and for shit. The, for what they do is they, they – don't we – didn't only just cook for the players, we cooked for the administrators too. Uh, administrators and coaches ate upstairs. Players ate in the main room where we got to see their needs. Um, I want to say, like, maybe four cases of chicken, breasts, and thighs, minimum. Jeez. Uh if it's beef, we're talking tri-tip, baby. The leanest beef possible. Barely no fat. Wow. Um, they love they they eat a lot of fruit too. Uh, I would I would always joke around. I'm the pineapple king, apparently, because I would cut three cases of pineapple a day. I'm pretty good at it. Holy cow, that's a lot of pineapple. Nice, nice. And I did, and I did, guys, folks. If you cut a lot of pineapple, say for a party and everything, snack on one or two pieces. Be disciplined. Don't put any more in your mouth. That pineapple, the juices and everything will destroy your mouth. Oh, Back yeah. when I was smoking, I haven't had a cigarette now in over almost two months. Good for you, man. Been good. I remember one of the few days that I did have a cigarette left, I would smoke a cigarette and I wouldn't even taste cigarette. It's all pure pineapple, baby. Wow. It's crazy. It was all crazy. Wow. Um, Another cool thing that when I was uh, there, I got to go through my first draft night. That was a very interesting evening. Yeah. How crazy was that to be there for the draft? Let's just say if certain players were picked, you definitely heard the coaches chime. And I mean chime. Okay. Like, good, you can go ahead and take that bleep bleep. I don't give a bleep bleep. Well, Dan Campbell is colorful. I know that. That wasn't that wasn't Dan Campbell, though. We're okay. talking these are the other coaches, because remember, you also have positional player coaches. Right. Um, which by the way, remember Dre Bly? Yes. The the Lions had? Yeah, he's one of the positional coaches. Interesting. And I don't remember him ever being that small because on TV he just played like a giant. Huh. He's like maybe up to my shoulder. Holy shit, man. That's pretty yeah, well. 
Hey, man, if he was an all-pro, I mean, he had hops and he could hit. Yeah, I, I remember Dre Blively being around. What what years were those? That was – it wasn't that long ago, but it was kind of long ago. But probably within – We had the black – we had the black – Five years. We had the black jerseys with Joey Harrington. That was that long ago? Yeah. Holy shit, man. I'm living in the time warp then. Shows how much I pay attention. Uh, it was a, it was definitely a fun experience. Uh, just rather felt I had to go into business for myself. Me and my wife, we had a conversation and decided to, you know, bet on bet on us, bet on yourself and life. You know, it's you know, you do it yourself with what you do. So, um, we'll see where it goes, where it takes us. You're the only person who's gonna bet on yourself. You know what I mean, like. People aren't really trying to bet on other people unless, you know, well, I shouldn't say that because they do it every day when it comes to government. People are betting on their politicians all the time to change, change the world and they never do. But, you know, when it comes to like individuals, though, like you got to You got to do what's good for yourself and what's right for yourself and, you know, make those bets oh, yeah. on your own because nobody's going to make that bet for you or on you or about you. They're just not going to. That's not the way life works, you know. Yeah. Banks and, might, uh, then they'll charge you an astronomical amount of interest after they give you a loan, you know, because that's the way they do it. But oh yeah, that's that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, the hardest part about having your own business is generating funds, and some of the hardest things to do. Look for the right pro proper loan because yes, your credit score does count. However, you also have an EIN that you could use as a credit your its own social security. But however. Trying to go with that only type of loan has a astronomical amount of uh, interest on it, and it's it's a gut check. Do you really want to go down that path? Because it puts you in the hole real quick. You'll get the money to do what you need to buy and move forward, but you gotta, you know, well, you gotta make those you have the business to you know compensate not only keeping money in your pocket, but paying back that loan in a timely fashion. Because if you yep. pay it off early, the interest won't be as bad. And also what it kind of reminds me of is back when I used to do real estate, you know, you don't get paid until you sell that house and you pretty much got to be a go-getter. You, you have to build your leads. You have to, you know, do all your contacts, a lot of cold calls, you know, pretty much. You got to, you're putting your neck, your nuts on the line. You, you got to do it. You don't, you don't eat. So. Well, I'll tell you what, being self-employed now, I've been, I've been on my own with my painting business since 2018 um, and I did it for years before that for, you know, other companies and such, but, uh, you know, since I've gone on my own, I've learned a lot. And what I have learned is that being self-employed isn't all what it's cracked up to be. Yes. Nope. I love my freedom. I, I definitely love that freedom and I love making my own schedule, but let, let me tell you about something making about your own schedule. Okay. When you make your own schedule, you're not really making your own schedule. You're making it a, to cater around your clients, okay? Like me personally, I like to start work at 8 a.m. And, you know, I'm usually done by 2 o'clock. Those are my personal hours that I like to be done by when I'm working for myself. I'm not trying to do it all day, you know, because number one, I'm usually at the paint store before that and doing a bunch of running around in the morning. But, like, working for yourself is crazy because you're not getting a check every Friday or every, every other Friday. You have to fetch your own work. You have to make sure you're bidding the jobs right. Because uh, let me tell you something. I've learned a couple of hard lessons on bidding jobs. I've worked, you know, a whole week before for $300, 
you know, back in the day, cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know, charging mm -hmm. money for jobs and such, you know? So those are things you really got to look out for. And then, you know, working around other homeowner schedules, like I like to start at eight, but sometimes people don't want you in your, in their house until 9am. Yeah. So, you know, then you got to restructure your things. You know, it's not quite your schedule. It is to a point like days off and stuff. Yeah. I'll take those off as I please. But as far as like my hours go, those are more dictated by the homeowner that I'm working for. I would say 95% of them are like, yeah, man, just come in and do your thing and it's fine. And then some are like, ah, oh, can you not start till nine or nine 30? We got to get our kids off to school, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I've been around some people who were, who've done similar work to what I'm, that my side of the business is going to do such as hey, we need like tree stumps removed and, brush cleaned and all like those odd jobs i've actually helped out some folks so i kind of kind of got a taste of what i'm up against but you're 100 right you know you, you try to make that schedule around the client too it could be a real pain in the ass well yeah and well part of it is like sometimes if they do have kids especially little ones you know you have kids so you know how it goes you know trying to get the kids off to school especially when they're little and they're like get oh, yeah. your bus in gear it's time to go the bus is going to be here in five minutes you ain't even got your fucking clothes on yet you know what i mean and i'm not trying to listen to that shit in the morning like i'm still trying to wake up and just try to be in my zen vibe i don't want to hear people screaming at their kids getting are you trying to say you get flashbacks of your childhood sometimes yeah maybe sometimes <laughs> <laughs> hurry the fucking you're gonna miss the bus damn it but uh but yeah man that's good i'm glad you're you know you're you're working for yourself and you're gonna get that going if you have any uh you know questions about being self-employed you know you can pick my brain whenever you want you know i'm not i'll yeah, pick it i'm full of sub knowledge i'm not i don't know everything but you know i know some you know but uh we got some fuckery to get into, man. It's been a while, and there's been some fuckery. Holy shit. Yeah, man, it's crazy, especially when you try to force yourself off the internet. The internet just comes to you. It's crazy. I have been trying to, like, not pay so much attention <laughs> to a lot of this shit, and then some of it just falls onto your lap. Like, it's Well, it's almost unheard for me because, I, you know, you have an iPhone, right? It tells you how long you're on your phone and everything. It gives you weekly updates of your progress and whatever you do, which is kind of creepy but kind of cool at the same time. Uh, one week I was on my phone, maybe I averaged 15 minutes a day. Nice. When I was cooking, because I would watch shows and everything, we're talking like eight plus hours on my phone. So when you're sitting back going, oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, you know, and, and a lot of us live on our phones. That's not good. You know, Mrs. Buds gets after me about that shit all the time. You know, get off your phone, get off Twitter, you know. Oh Yeah. Just that, you know, I, I understand, you know, a lot of times I'm trying to push the show and whatnot, you know, it's, but it's not good to be on social media all the time. It'll make you fucking crazy, you know, dealing with a bunch of dirt bags and people that don't know what the hell they're talking about, you know, but I also have a ton of fun with it too. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But, uh, you are a fun troll. I will say I've always watched your stuff. I've always read you. Man. It's, it's hilarious. I love how you go after people sometimes like, holy shit. Oh yeah. I like, uh, I love giving people the business, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but, uh, you totally just, just appeared, but I like your sign in the background. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, I, I'm kind of dicking right now because I, I have a shoe underneath a desk I can't get and it's gone. And so we'll just get it after the show. No problem. Just trying to Sweet. move around this desk. Gotcha. So I'm sitting here one shoot, but, uh, yes, uh, man, I hate being bipolar, but man, it's awesome. <laughs> 
But dude, so let's let's get into RFK, man, because that's the one that's you know that one broke social media, broke Twitter, you know it it broke social media altogether, like it's everywhere right now. So RFK gets on Joe Rogan. Most people already know this, you know, and he goes on there and he blasts the vaccine. He blasts big pharma. He blasts the healthcare system. And I mean, what the stuff he was, some of the stuff he was saying is like, you know, the type of shit that could probably get him killed. You know, I hate to say something like that, you know, but Clint Russell had. Does he want to see his relatives? Keep it up, bud. I swear to God, you're going that For real, though, like for the shit he's saying about, you know, big pharma and stuff like that. I mean, I'll just come out and say it. RFK didn't kill himself, man. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, RFK loves his life. I swear to God, he does. He does love his life and he's not suicidal. But holy shit, you know, that Hogan show, you know, was. It was actually brilliant. I'm not going to lie. So he knows what he's doing. RFK is smart. And, you know, he knows how to play a crowd. He knows who he's targeting. And it's kind of funny because a lot of libertarians like him. A lot of libertarians actually love him. They do. They do. And I'm like, well, to each their own and whatever. I don't really give a shit. You know, that's not my guy. I don't, I won't vote for authoritarians. I'm not, that's not my vibe. You know, I'm not doing it. Mainstream media was like, this is what we need. This will help us get back to what we what we do what we used to do when Trump was back in office. We had something to talk about finally, and then it just became a circus. It well, just kept are, going and going and going. This is great. So, uh, you know, it, it's all over Twitter. You know, there's little snippets of him. You know, just totally bashing the system, the the medical system, big pharma. Yeah, like I told you. They scrubbed the shit out of this on YouTube. Like, there's only like two little segments on JRE podcast, man. Yeah, you there's can't get it on Spotify. Anything. Spotify took the show down too. I, I look like, for it. so Spotify took it down. YouTube took this it down. was gold. Yeah. Oh, I know because the, well, right then and there, it tells you what pockets are lined. Pockets yeah. are lined. So you know this this doctor comes out is uh, Doctor Peter Hotez. I, I think I'm saying yep. that. Right. Yes, yep. Hotez. Doctor Hotez. You know, Dr. Pete, I'll call him. He comes out and just smashes what RFK says on on Joe Rogan's show and says it's all misinformation and, you know, he shouldn't be saying that shit and it's completely wrong, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just totally goes with the left side's narrative of the vaccine and whatnot. Well, Joe Rogan comes out and says, yo, I will put up $100,000 cash to any charity of your choice to debate RFK about this subject on my show. And dude, Dr. Pete just deflects and deflects and deflects. And he don't want any part of this. And he'll talk some shit. He doesn't want any part of this debate. Well, the purse has got up. The last I saw, and I believe it was yesterday when I saw this, the last I saw was Clint Russell had tweeted something that the purse had actually got up to $1.5 million dollars. Now that my brain Bait is now RFK. working, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rethinking. You have everybody putting up money towards it too, such as uh, Jeremy from the quartering. You have Tim Pool, uh, and then also some folks from the Daily Wire. Uh, I believe Ben Shapiro is putting up money too, just to see what's going on. Um, dude, this is hilarious. We're up in the millions now. Doctor Pete won't do this. 
So this means, you know, one of three things, one of two, really. He either hates people who need charity and he, you know, he doesn't care and he doesn't want people to get any charity, even though there's millions. I got of- that vibe. He hates people, but you he know. pushes the jab. Or, or, or he knows he's going to get smashed and he's completely wrong. And that fucking narrative will, you know, be, be shot down to hell, which it already is. At this point, if he's not willing to take millions of dollars for charity to debate RFK on this subject, what does that tell you? It tells us a lot of things. Uh, I, for one, am the, I am the type that says I don't like beating a dead horse or jumping on a dog pile. If you got the shot, you did it for what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. On this show, we never talk shit about people who got it. We talk shit about people who called the people who didn't want to do it pieces of shit. I will definitely go after your ass. Yeah, because somebody was like trying to force somebody to do it. Of course, you know, we're going to put you on blast. But we never were like, you know, anti-vaxxers or anything like that. We just chose not to do it. But if somebody else wanted to get it, knock yourself out. It's your body. I don't care. Like, I still miss the days where anti-vax was a hippie mom with hairy armpits that refused to take her child to a doctor. That's the (laughs) anti-vaxxer that... I miss so fucking much, Jesus. Um, but now it's like, it's almost like a derogatory turn. You know what I'm saying? It's like calling somebody something really bad. Oh, you're anti-vax. Right. No, no, just anti this shot, which I see is uh, being recommended for the fall, which... We talked about this a long time ago. Every what season was going to come around and we would have to get it done again. Rhymes with flu. Oh, the flu yeah. shot. Because they're talking about that on Facebook. Uh, I believe it was on the WDIV Click on the Trink page. Make sure you get this one because the other one faded away. I mean, hey, if you want to go get it, go get it. You protect yourself. Yeah, nice yourself. Out, y'all. People lock their doors at night. You might as well get what you want in your body as well. I don't give a shit. Do you. Just don't shove it down my throat. Right? But this RFK shit is is showing us many things. And the one thing that it's really showing us is that the lies are about to be exposed. And I don't care what anybody says. And I might get heat for this, you know, from YouTube or Spotify or whatever. The government fucking lied about COVID. Just like they fucking lied about the Iraq war, just like the they fucking lied about the Ukraine war, and just like the they lied about everything. They lie about everything. They lied Sean, about Sean, I war. missed. Dude, dude. <laughs> dude just, I know. We're gonna come out and say it right now. The government had everything to do, our own government had everything to do with COVID-19 being released. All that bullshit that it started from, you know, bats from some market in Wuhan or it came from some lab. No, this was a gain-of-function weapon. It was a biological weapon to be used at some sort of war. Somehow, someway it got leaked. I'm going to say it's on purpose, and I don't really give a shit what anybody says about me. The shit was released on purpose to scare the fuck out of the populace and make them compliant and and fucking rely on the system that continually continuously yeah can I talk today continuously fucks us every single day. Yep, and it was during an election year too. We can go ahead and chalk that up too. But um, no, this this whole RFK thing is is 
proving us to be true that this shit was put out there on purpose and now they're scrambling trying to hide their fucking lies because RFK exposed this shit. I believe them. I'm not even on team RFK. I'm not voting for that clown. I, I no. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I would love to see? I would love to see RFK take fucking Biden out in the primaries. Yeah, there's I just love how there's actually Democrats pissed off about you're going to throw Biden up there. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> the fact that they're a, doing this again in 24, 300 yeah. some odd million people here in the United States of America. I'm sure there's a plenty of brilliant and bright people with great ideas. And we're going to run this back with Trump and Biden again. Are you fucking kidding me? Which we'll get into Trump in a second. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody deserves better. We deserve better. America deserves better. Well, fuck. I mean, the last uh, time they were primary, you had 20 fucking candidates. 20. One of them I really fucking wanted. And she didn't get it. But they gave it to some other broad with an old man. That got smashed by the other broad that you got, that you liked. Everybody knows my broad. Yep, Tulsi. everybody loves Tulsi. You love Tulsi. Now, oh, that's the other thing. So so now, you know, a lot of people said Tulsi might run with Trump. No, I think Tulsi, if Tulsi might run with RFK. Oh, fuck you, dude. I think so. <laughs> that seems to be the vibe I'm getting from, you know, some of the other professors uh, I'm listening yeah. to and such. Um, yeah, that... Tulsi is going to jump on RFK's coattails, even though she left the Democrat Party, which makes it even more interesting. But like, what do they think they're going to do? Bring Democrats back to their glory to what they used to be in the 60s? Because there's way too many fucking progressives in there to ever get that. Well, I really wouldn't say it was the 60s because remember, they all voted against shit, certain shit in the fucking Civil Rights Act. So got to watch out what you say on that one. Right. Because the party switched. But you know that's for a different topic. But like Um, here we are. Do do you think RS do you think RFK is a psyop though? There's something else going on. Because I think he might be one of the biggest psyops out there right right now, too. Well, honestly, in my own personal opinion. You have to put this into play. Corn pop Joe can't hold it together, so they need something for you to focus on. And UFOs are real. Can we just fucking take what I just said together, put them together? (laughs) Think. Think, McFly, think. What, that they've come out and said that UFOs have happened and that there are aliens and they're coming out and saying it now. But since they have every distraction with RFK and Donald fucking Trump out there, that we're not going to pay attention to any of that. Or the fact that they just spent a spent a couple more billion dollars over to Ukraine or the fact that they're sending more weapons and money to fucking Taiwan while all these distractions are going out right now. By the way, the dollar's collapsing. I feel like I'm on Rick and Morty. I swear to God. I fucking do. Like, we're in bad shape. We're, we're in, in some bad, bad shape. shape. We're in and you would have and you would have thought worrying about Bud Light was the least of your problems. That was another distraction, dude. Bud Light, Target, all that shit. Anything that they can get the masses, you know, 
centrally focused on and angry about while they do whatever fuckery they're doing behind the scenes. Cause all that shit's true. They just sent more money to Ukraine. They just sent more weapons and money to fucking Taiwan and Trump's in fucking trouble and RFK's, you know, stirring the pot on Joe Rogan and everybody's focused on that stuff. Wow. Oh, by the way, uh, they just raised the debt ceiling unlimited until 2025, by the way, too. Nothing. And we've yet, and we've yet to have any arrests from Epstein's list. Nothing. Nothing. This is the most ADHD show we've had in a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah, but this is all happening in real time. Yeah. So it makes sense. It so totally makes it's sense. It's making sense. Don't worry, folks. We will segue to another moment because we got to talk about some Trump shit. Dude, we but have to listen, talk about Trump shit. We, we, like, no, fuck it. So I'm a firm believer that he was the sacrificial lamb, just like how RFK is apparently. Because what his indictment did was open the floodgates on all presidents that we've had that are currently alive. Um, anything goes, especially when the party swaps. When, when, when the, the House goes Democrat or, uh, or, or Republican, because we're stuck on stupid with two parties like we always bitch about. You know what I'm saying? It literally opens everything up. Your thoughts? My thoughts are this shit's so out of whack right now and that they're they're pushing. They push all this shit and they don't stop talking about it. Like they won't stop talking about Trump. What do they have on Trump? They're trying to get him for the Espionage Act, right? But they don't really have that on him. They do have they have they have something. They don't have enough to really put him in prison. And even if they did, people like that don't go to prison. I think that he is a martyr. I think they're using him as a martyr is what they're doing right now. I feel that is how I feel. Um, they're trying to make here's the thing. out of him. Trump knows he's the martyr. Yeah. So he's happy to go down because others are going to go down with him. Well, because they're freaking out. The Democrats know, dude, Trump's like... Trump's like at 60% right now. Like he's got a, he's, he's killing everyone in these. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just heard that today. I just heard that today. You know, and that like, he's way ahead of everybody and you'll see political polls where him and uh, Biden are a little bit closer. Maybe he's winning a little bit. Maybe Biden's winning a little bit from what I just heard today Mm -hmm. is that Trump is at like 60% right now, which makes anybody else not even close close he's he's by far way ahead in the republican side of it you know more and more republicans are coming out right there you know desantis has come out you know and him and trump are at odds button heads or whatever i think this all this shit is a psyop right now it really is a psyop i think trump's in on it honestly i think i think desantis really doesn't want it because if you're desantis why the fuck would you even leave florida you've really changed it you've changed the whole fucking state why would you do it i think you leave I think there was too much pressure for him to not do it. Not do it. Yeah. So he's you know like, oh, I'll play right here, but I'm not, that's, that's all we're going to do. So. But I mean, really in theory, I mean, he raised a million dollars in the matter of like five minutes when he went on uh, the Twitter space that first time or whatever, you know, so yeah. he, he can get the money, you know, from the, from the donors and whatnot, but like he's still 30 or 40 points behind Trump. You know, and I feel like the more they push this Trump shit on the TV, 
mm-hmm. or his approval rating goes up, the more they want him. It's so bizarre, dude. I think they need it just to get ratings. You know what I'm saying? He needs an opponent, kind of like, you know, Rocky, the movie Rocky. Apollo Creed needed an opponent. That's all he needed. He needed somebody. Well, like, but here's the, here's the thing is that opponent. Here's the thing with Donald Trump, okay? And this is a number of reasons why I don't want to see him run nor get elected, but here's what really goes down. Trump spent almost $7 trillion in four years. That is fucking ridiculous. That's more money than Obama spent in eight years. And that was more money than Bush spent in eight years. Okay. And they had wars under their belts. Now everybody will say, Hey, well, Trump didn't start any wars, which is a fact. He did not start any wars. But he damn sure escalated a bunch of them, dude. He escalated. I did like our, I did. Hold on. Whoop! where'd you go, buddy? We lost Bubba for a second. Oh, my gosh. But the bottom line is, I don't know where Bubba went, so I'm just going to go with it. The bottom line is, Trump spent $7 trillion in four years. He escalated wars. He didn't start any, but he damn sure escalated them. He dropped more bombs, you know, than, you know, the, the guy before him. I mean, Obama dropped a bunch of bombs and Trump went bunch dropped a bunch of bombs. He just didn't happen to start any wars. He also rolled out that vaccine that, you know, a lot of his camp was anti-vax about. But Operation Warp Speed, that was Donald fucking Trump, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and also he's back. What's up, dude? Do we have audio on you? No, we don't. I lost you. Where are you? What do you mean you don't? There we go. You're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. All right. You're good. You're good. You you were gone. I broke it down how like Trump started Operation Warp Speed. You know, he escalated wars. He spent all that money. Oh, by the way, he kept Dr. Fauci. He could have got rid of Dr. Fauci. And all his people are like anti-vax, anti-Vauchi, anti-this, anti-that. The Republicans are more fiscally responsible. No. Oh, by the way, Trump banned bump stocks. He said he was going to take the guns first and then due process second. Is this what you want as a president? Because if you care about freedom and or liberty, that is not what the fuck you want as president at all. The only thing I really liked was we were net negative in oil. That's what I liked. Because he was drilling yeah, we should be drilling here. We have oil underneath our feet, and uh, we're not going to run out of this natural resource. It keeps growing. So uh, that was a fun little fucking thing. I went down on a rabbit hole, by the way, folks. We're not going to run out of oil anytime soon. No. Because back in the 70s, they did this shit, and uh, people would be waiting for – I'm sure your parents waited for had to wait in line for gas and everything and everything. Yeah, we're not on a shortage at all. It's if we're willing to drill for it. That's about fucking it. This is all about greed. Oh, and guess what, motherfuckers? I haven't said oh, that. Hey, so long. That's been a while since I said that. This is a vintage Bud show right here. Like Bud's in the basement days. But yeah, guess what, motherfuckers? Oil replenishes itself. Oil makes uh, more oil. It does. They act like we're going to run out of oil or some shit. No, we're not. That is totally untrue. It is totally untrue. And the fact when you've that been, when you've been lied to, you get really upset. Because this whole situation is upsetting. What they're doing to the people is upsetting. You know, yeah. I just had, uh, you know, I just had Scott Horton on the show and we were talking foreign policy. You know, 
I don't know if you were able to check that one out or whatever, but you know, we talked about the Iraq war and his book enough already in, in the whole Middle East war, not just Iraq. You know, we talked about the whole war on terror dating back, you know, decades ago and how, you know, how the foreign policy affects us all, you know, as a former soldier now, you know, how do you feel about, well, first off, let's, let's say this, the recruit numbers are the lowest they've ever been. I've been loving that. The recruit numbers are, recruitment numbers are actually, actually like awful, like off the scales awful. They can't get anybody to join the military. And oh, here, here they are. Gee, I wonder why, right? Now here they are provoking a war with Russia and now they're provoking a war with China. Oh, and by the way, they were picking on Mexico not too long ago, too, because Mexico joined the BRICS system. That's our neighbors, you know. You know, as a as a former soldier, you know, what the fuck do you what the fuck do you think about that? You know, enough soldiers. We don't we don't have we don't have the personnel. We're not ready for this. No. Especially for a nuclear fallout. I mean, it it leaves us vulnerable for attack, folks. I'm sorry, it's going to happen. It it's happening one one way or another. I'm not I'm not being a conspiracist about it or anything. The amount of good men and women that left the military within the last five fucking years, um, we we are not them. We are not him. We are not her. We are not that country, that big badass country. I love, I love all these videos about the the Russians' military isn't shit compared to ours, motherfucker. Yeah, they are. I hate the fucking. Who the hell fuck told you that shit? Um, their special forces are just as fucking good as ours. I hate to fucking tell you guys, all because that we're underneath a huge SOCOM umbrella that we have, you know, range and uh, listen, listen. We are the a modern mo- uh, monarchy. That that's what we are. Why why do we have the navy in Pearl Harbor or in Hawaii? So we have control of the fucking Pacific. Why do we have a base in almost every fucking NATO country? So we have control. We we are England. We left England. We fucking are England. Yeah. This is all about power now. This has nothing to do all these wars. There hasn't been yeah. a war. I mean, some will argue this, but you know, really technically in theory, there hasn't been a war that had to do with, you know, our our freedoms and liberties since World War II. And that's that can even be, you know, kind of debated depending on who you ask. But we were attacked in Pearl Harbor, okay? So oh, yeah, we were. So we had a we had a reason to go, you know, do what we needed to do after that. That's that's pretty justified. You know, but since then, there hasn't been an attack on this country besides 9-11. And 9-11 is a little interesting because we provoked that. Not many people understand that. You know, we just talked about this when I, you know, I had Scott Horton on last week. You know, we we provoked the Middle East. We wouldn't leave them alone. We put up military bases in their holiest of holy lands, knowing that would piss them off. We knew that would piss them off. Well, a lot of people put those military bases uh, anywhere else, and they put it in the holiest of holy lands in that area, knowing that it would stir the pot. Oh, definitely, definitely. We we've throughout history we've put our noses where it didn't belong. 
I hate to tell you, folks, we're not the good guys in this story. No. We haven't been for many decades, dude. Like, we have a lot of a lot of pride of being Americans. Red, white, blue, American flag waving. Yo, the world thinks we're arrogant. You can bet on that. The world thinks we're evil. You can bet on that. Um, it's we got a lot. We got we, we got a lot of gut checking to go, man. Like, and for what's going on now, especially as citizens, how everything's being broken down. I mean, homeless through the roof, drug use through the roof. I mean, you have big corporations leaving big cities. I mean, San Francisco, that town is is a shithole now. It's literally a oh, shithole. Yeah. Uh, AT&T, they're out of there. Fucking corporate offices, they left. All the drugs and the shit on the streets. Homeless population, out of control. Portland, way out of control. Minneapolis. LA, dude, LA's a shithole. LA, Skid Row, it's almost the whole fucking thing. Chicago, same thing. Yo, uh, we worry about the citizens, but we don't fix or solve the problems. You know what I'm saying? No, because if they solve the problems, then they have nothing to fight over to keep people divided. So it's, it's, it's literally politicians are just going to fight about power. Who's got it? Who's got the juice? Pretty much. Who holds, who holds the keys? Um, as far as the people, we're all we got to hold each other responsible, and not many of us want to go through the pain to get to the glory. They want the easy way out. They want the handout. That's not how life goes, folks. I hate to tell you, that's not how life is. You know, you're supposed to bust your ass. You're supposed to, you know go through the mistakes you want to make mistakes you want to be able to succeed that's uh, making mistakes is how you learn in life right tell you no better. such thing that's how you get better you want failure if you if people people don't don't succeed because they're afraid of failure and you miss all the shots you never taken life so there's there's that for you and us as a country, citizen-wise, we're not on the same page at all. We're right. all stuck on stupid. We're being literally raised by phones and social media. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm speaking it like it is. This hey. show goes on social media, and it's a we're part of a heavy influence ourselves because if if we're doing this right now, off camera, we need to be in the street helping out. Right, help your neighbor, help your fellow person. It's not happening. None of it is. Everybody. Most of the show that I've done with you, I've been called what Trump supporter, right winger, just oh, yeah, the other. right wing street, right wing extremist, a Trumper, uh, you know. Okay. What, so what outside, the fuck ever, you know, outside of being called that, do any of you know me? Do Sean can tell you I'm the type of guy that gives you the shirt off my back, right? I'll give you my last dollar for you to get a cheeseburger. That's me. You're one of the best dudes I know, dude. But like, 
people don't look at the, if you, it, people don't look at shit like that. Like if, if you are on the opposite side of them now, you are an enemy. Yeah. That's where we are in this country. It's fucking And they they literally worship the ground these politicians walk on, whether it's the right or the left. And leftists are so funny when it comes to like how you know they're they're Biden's gonna save them and they're gonna get all this free shit, you know, and, and free school and free healthcare and all that. Well, you know, guess what, motherfuckers? I'm gonna say it again because it's been a while. If Biden really wanted to do that, him and Obama would have done it back when Obama was in office, when they had the Senate and they had the Congress and they had the presidency all at the same time. They could have passed, they could have passed assault weapon bans. Every they could have passed universal health care. They could have passed uh what else? Free college. They could have passed all of that. No problem. It would have totally passed. They had power. They had the power to do it. They don't want to do it because it keeps their people on their toes expecting more. And the right the same shit. The right would be like, hey, we care about your civil liberties. We care about shrinking the government. We care about taxation. We care about spending. No, they don't. No, they don't. You know, when they first took over the Congress, they said they were going to abolish the IRS. Um, yeah, they had the, the, the presidency, the house and the Senate during Trump too. They could have done that back then. They don't want to. Politicians, no matter what side they are, they will keep their constituents in the dark and feed them shit. Just like mushrooms. Don't ever forget that. And that's 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 how they do it, and it's 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 really politics, dude. It's it's they're tricking us. Ooh, politics, politics, dude. Politics. And we all know a trick is a bitch, dude. We all know that, dude. And these these politicians ain't nothing but a bunch of bitches, dude. Because all mm-hmm. they do is restrict our light, restrict our rights, take our money, and then when they mismanage our money, they say, "Hey, we're taking more." Oh yeah, definitely. That's how this works. There's only one way out of this, and it's not more Republicans and Democrats. Republicans are not going to shrink the size of government. And these Democrats are straight communists. Mm -hmm. These progressives are communists. There's no other way to sugarcoat this shit, dude. Why why do they want to disarm you? It makes no sense. Especially if if they love if they say they love BLM so much and they love the LGBTQIA you know QRST whatever you know if they love these people so much armed minorities are harder to oppress armed women are harder to oppress so why do you want to disarm them because because some lunatic gets a hold of a gun and shoots some mall up or a school or anything and it's the gun's fault because hey, well, they want to take they want to take every Law-abiding citizen, not. Bubba, how about this? You're a big fellow. Mm. The next time I see you with a spoon in your hand, I'm going to slap it out of your hand. No oh, more man, assault dude. spoons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Spoons it's make me fire. Seriously, though, man. Like these nice. people act like these guns are so terrible. It's an inanimate object. The last time I checked, the gun can't load itself. It can't run around and shoot itself. You guys can stare at a bullet all day long. It will not explode. Until you put it in a weapon with a It won't even hand. move, dude. And neither will that gun. It won't move. You know, it's a tool. 
It's a tool. A gun is a tool. Me and Mrs. Buds just watched Idiocracy. She had never watched it before. Oh, my God. How did she not like it? Dude. First off, it's a really stupid movie. It really is stupid. But you you have to force yourself at some parts, yes. But, dude, we're living it. We are living Idiocracy. Please go watch it, ladies and gentlemen. Go watch yourself Idiocracy, and you'll be like, oh, my God. And have some water. Yeah, like from the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the toilet water. You mean oh for, like God. water the plants from the toilet? Well, yeah. What the fuck? You know, that shit was go, crazy. Go watch it, educate yourself, have a laugh and roll your eyes. Just have like a good laugh and have some stupid did. comedy put at you. You'll be like, oh my God. Same thing with 1984. Read the book. You know. Uh, this, read this, read the book. Don't don't watch the movie. It is a terrible thing to watch. I tried I gotta read that and Animal Farm. I have copies of both now. So Animal Farm's a good one. Animal, Animal Farm is good, good. You know, but like, you know, this is this is where we're at in this nation right now. It's uh I don't know what else to tell people other than, you know, if you want change, you're gonna have to to force the change. You're not gonna get change by electing the same people over and over again. We've been doing this for decades. We can beat a dead horse all we want, but Republicans aren't gonna change anything and Democrats aren't gonna change anything. The time for change yes. now. Stop voting for them. They call it change for a reason. Don't vote for the same people. Yeah. You're, there's no change if you're voting for the same people. There's no change when the same people are running for president. Yeah. There's really. No. You know, if you want change, you have to make change. It has to be you. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with oh, every, definitely. every listener, you know, every, all your neighbors, they have to really, really want something different because I know this for a fact. I live in liberal Michigan where, you know, there's pride flags everywhere. And not that I care about that. I'm just, you know, painting a picture for you. You know, there's pride mar marches every weekend, you know, in, in the, where we're at and stuff like that in the summertime. And even people out here are like, hey, what the fuck? But they also don't know what to do. And then maybe you, you bring up libertarianism to them. And they're like, well, they're a bunch of extremists. Well, what makes them extremists? And then they don't know what to say about that because we like guns. Well, because of the guns. So how does that make us extreme because we like guns? Well, I don't know. Guns are bad because the TV told us so. Sean, did you know if we would ever go back to the wild, wild west, we'll have mass casualties by people just tripping over themselves? They wouldn't be able to handle it. They'd be, they would be terrified. And this is not like a jab at the, I know I make some hipster jokes. Look, I, I do hipster things myself. You should see the markets I shop at. You should see the bougie products I like to indulge on. It's the same shit. Okay. So I'm not going to hop on it, but you have to know how to defend yourself, folks. You have to know how to, you have to be resourceful. Holy shit. That is something that these fucking younger generations, I know you're Gen X and I'm, Fucking, unfortunately, a millennial. Anyway, God, does that fucking hurt to say out loud? But what I'm saying is nobody wants to be resourceful anymore. They just want to be a recipient. And it's it sucks just to see people struggle on the simplest shit. Right. Like, it's not hard to grow a garden. Sean, you, you do it yourself. Do it every year, man. Do it every year, and it's very rewarding as you yes get food. I got cucumbers right now, man. It's great. 
and you don't have to go to the grocery store. Granted, yeah, grocery store. By the way, folks, yes, cucumbers have gone up in price. But what I'm trying to say is you don't have to spend that dollar. That dollar stays with you. Nobody knows the value of a dollar anymore, which is fucking driving me crazy, too. Because it's not worth anything. It's all counterfeit. Facts. <laughs> um, also, nobody wants to learn resourceful things such as going to get food, such as fishing or hunting. If you're not going to do it for your cheeseburger at McDonald's, the people who get the cattle at the slaughterhouse will. Catch my drift. Right. Which, uh, by the way, folks who are on the opposite side of balling me, because I know you guys like to lump me in into Trumpism and all that. Um, don't you guys hate cow farts and shit like that? You know, Green New Deal motherfuckers. You, you guys, you guys hate that shit, right? So you you think this happens when people go hunting? No, no, there is no cow farts. People go get deer or they raise some cattle, but not enough to smell. Have you ever driven past a fucking slaughterhouse where they have cows outside? Oh yeah, off of I off of I seventy in fucking Nebraska. It smells the high fucking heaven for miles. It's terrible. So gotta that's like that. the one you gotta eat. You gotta eat. But however, like like little farmers or ranchers, they have a handful of cattle that they either sell or slaughter their own cow. That's just the way things go. And Ted Nugent himself would say, Oh, you like soybeans. You know how much how many uh, animals I have to kill for you to have your soybeans. Right. I I really enjoy it. If you guys ever get to find that snippet on social media, it's an enjoyable piece. Oh, I've Granted. seen that before, and he just totally goes off about how that has to grow and how many you know animals have to be taken out of the way so that can't grow because animals will eat it and stuff like that. It's pretty good. There is There are no saints among sinners. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. But since we're into music right now, that clip I sent you of Crazy Bone. Oh, dude. Oh my oh, God. Course. We're gonna we're gonna move on to music and something else besides politics right now because you know what? You guys get it. You guys get it. But I will say one thing before we move away from the politics. If you really, really, really want change and you really want to move away from government, learn Bitcoin. And that's all I'll say. Once you learn Bitcoin, you will see no need no need for a central government and or a central bank. And that's that. That's all I got. Learn Bitcoin. I'm telling you right now. You'll decentralize yourself on your own as soon as you Definitely. figure Definitely. Learn Bitcoin. And if not, learn ramen noodles. <laughs> Seriously. Even though those are like almost a buck a bag now. Remember those were like 20 cents? There was a yes. time. But no, crazy bone. Crazy Bone, there's a video that came out. Uh, Donnie the Don actually tweeted it. And uh, it's Crazy Bone and doing somebody's podcast. And he talks about a meeting in 1991 that he had with some, that, uh, you know, some other rappers and some record execs and not record execs had together. And this is a very interesting video. And I'll try to make sure it gets up on socials by the time this uh, this show comes out because it it's it's pretty wild. So... These rappers have a meeting with record execs and dudes that weren't record execs. Okay. They go to somebody's house to do it. It wasn't at like a, a building of any sort. I think I'm, I'm saying that right. I hope if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it was at somebody's house. Now 
they could tell the difference between the guys that didn't work for the record company and the guys who did because the guys who worked for the record company were very chatty, you know, talking biz and whatnot. And the other guys didn't say much and nothing. Well, they get into this meeting, right? And uh, Crazy Bone goes on to say that they find out that these other gentlemen that aren't with the music industry are actually people who own these private prisons. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what the fuck? Well, same here until he dug into it. Well, long story short, um, they wanted these rappers to purposely make this music about violence, gangs, you know, shooting, you know, bitches and hoes and, you know, shit that would get people in trouble. And they wanted them to keep making this music to, you know, get in people's heads like, hey, this is cool. So we can go out and do some gang banging shit and get themselves locked up. This is their mindset in this meeting. Now, some of the rappers were like, fuck this shit. We're out of here. And he didn't drop any names because he, you know, he don't want to get, you know, crazy bone didn't kill himself. You know what I mean? We didn't want to have a situation like that. So he left the names out of who was there. But, you know, a good handful of them left this this fucking meeting. They're like, fuck you, people. We're out. And the other ones that did stay, you know, during the whole talk when they're saying, hey, you know, we need to keep these prisons full, make this kind of music, no more rapping about good times and, you know, whatever. You know, it's all about violence and selling drugs now. That's what you're going to do is this gangster shit. This is a real meeting that this that they had in this house. Crazy Bone talked about it. I, I As Larry Sharp says, I got the receipts. Bubba has the receipt on his phone. I sent him the video. Like... That's pretty fucking wild, dude. That they had owners of prisons, with record label execs, and actual rappers in the same building talking about you have to make this kind of music so people keep getting locked up so we can keep our prisons full. Which proves that, yeah, prisons make money, unfortunately. Well, yeah. But holy shit, to hear that come out of a rapper's mouth, and this dates back to 1991, ladies and gentlemen. 91. 91 you know and uh i kind of i had to talk about that on the show dude because i found that you know we're you and i are both music nerds you know especially when oh, huge. you know crazy huge harmony, yeah, man. Like, that was you know that was our shit back in the day but yeah that was uh that was a little something uh, a little wild that you know that kind of really turned my head to the music industry going wow you know, and then he, you know, I don't really know what came out of that meeting or what didn't come out of that meeting. Obviously, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, he didn't go into depth on who jumped on and who jumped off, you know, and but there was people who left that meeting and were like, absolutely not. Well, more and more is coming out like the music business is a real enigma, shall we say, right now. Very shady. There's a lot of things that go down. There's been so many rappers that have i want to say it's kind of weird to say silently came out because they're not really being so silent anymore of just meetings and parties and certain symbolism in their music uh in their from the music to uh the album covers to the photo shoots there's a lot of weird symbolism uh as if it was cult like so um, if you guys want to go down rabbit holes like that, you know, shoot me on Twitter or Buds in the 
reality. I'll definitely give you some links. Very interesting. I uh, really don't want to reveal the details too much on here if you catch my drift. Right. So. Yeah, I don't um, think either, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, man, this shit sounds conspiracy-like, and I'll be looked at like a damn crazy person if I say this shit. But it makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the music industry is run by the same people who run everything, you know? They're a bunch of dirtbags, pedos, you know, thieves. They're 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 awful people, really. Mm -hmm. Honestly, these people who are high up, who are in the industry, whether it be Hollywood, Hollywood music, you know, there's some very, very, very bad people in there. And now, you know, more and more stuff comes out, whether it be, you know, whether it be, you know, some some rape shit or some Illuminati shit. Like, well, yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of getting. Because remember, Cat Williams, he got canceled for revealing a bunch of shit he saw at parties and a lot of them had to deal with the music industry because it was yes. cat williams in the early two in the mid 2000s remember he was the hottest comedian out there yeah and they the tried Chicago. to play him off like he was a crackhead and he didn't know what he was talking about and shit i remember that yeah man they tried to play him off they did him dirty same thing so. with mel gibson mel gibson you know yeah. spoke out against hollywood and then all of a sudden he's getting in trouble with the law like right after that, he's got issues with the law, and he's oh, yeah. an anti-Semite and all that. You know, holy shit! They're a huge anti-Semite, bro. It's like, fuck's going on, man? Well, so. because if you say anything, you know, and that's that's the problem. We talked about this during the Kanye shit back, you know, back late last year, where like, you know, the Jews own Hollywood, they own the media, they own the music industry, and we just got done saying that a lot of those people aren't the best people in the world. Well, when you come out and you speak out against them, dude, they'll fucking put <laughs> just you, you man. Look what they did to Kanye West, dude. They took, oh, his, hey, yeah. they took his money. They took his bank accounts, everything, you know, not, Kanye, not by all means, you know, I felt bad for the guy for a minute and then I got over it, you know, after he did the Alex Jones show, but yeah, man, you can't say anything about those people or they will come after you. They will make sure you don't work anymore. They'll make sure you don't have any money. Like they will come after you hard. This is where we're at. And this is why so many of us hate Hollywood. Now I call it Holly weird. No, well, it's Holly weird. It's definitely, it's, it's always going to be Holly weird. It's definitely weird. But yeah, that, yeah. uh, that crazy bone tidbit was, uh, that had to be said, you know, definitely interesting, man. But let's uh let's before we go, dude. You know, since we're on the music thing, you know, let's talk about your boy Jelly Roll for a minute because I know you dig him. Yes, yes. Jelly Roll, too, man. Uh yeah, dude. So yo, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Jelly Roll number one, motherfucker on the boards. Uh, you guys don't know him pretty much. He went from doing trap music with Three Six Mafia. To doing fucking country music with the Grand Old Opry, uh, he raps, he sings. It's almost like damn church music with this last album, and I swear to God, the lyrics just really fucking get to you at an older age. I'll tell you that because I'm turning forty this year, and it's it gets you right in the feels. Yep. Uh, new album, Whitslit Chapel. It's really good. I suggest you guys download it, check it out. There's really not a bad album, bad song with Jelly Roll on it. Um, it's it's really enjoyable. Uh, recently, uh, Hulu 
dropped his documentary. It's called Save Me. Because during the pandemic, when we were all locked up, he made a song called Save Me. I remember that. This thing, this thing had no real promotion, no real effort. We're talking like, here's a boom mic. You got a guy playing a string guitar right behind you with headphones on and a camera in front of you. And he's banging. And it exploded. Um, obviously, it's one of his most popular tracks now, almost of ever, because he's done music with Tech Nine. He's done music with Yellow Wolf. Um, this is the it's the type of song that he would say the first two lyrics of somebody, and he could just take the mic out, and the entire crowd will sing it word for fucking word. Um, anyway, Jelly Roll, Save Me. It's on Hulu. It's a documentary made by, interesting, ABC Studios. Hmm. Really? And it's uncut. You have Jelly Roll smoking weed in it, swearing his ass off, just being himself. Talks about how he came up as a young youth because he was incarcerated as a young man. He spent his 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st birthday locked behind bars. And then he had a kid, and he was just like, man, I got to get out of here. And then he just went. So uh, definitely my favorite artist. Um, Hell, that's great. your boy for sure. That, that's my boy, dude. That's my fucking boy, dude. Uh, well, uh, yeah. my boys just came out with a new album on June 2nd, dude. Let me grab it real quick. Boom. Avenge Sevenfold, Life is But a Dream. I've been talking about this album on Twitter and every other social media platform since it came out, since probably before yep. that. Um, album of the year, dude. Hands down, nothing comes close to it. Now, they're a metal band. They're they're a metal band. But, dude, this album is different, more different than anything they have ever made ever. Dude, you get like some Mozart vibes to it. You get some techno vibes to it. You get some Daft Punk vibes to it. You def there's some a lot of synth work in it. You get you get some Daft uh, Daft Punk. Oh, dude, listen to the song "Ordinary" by Avenged Sevenfold, and it sounds like we're up all night to get lucky. Oh, dude, it's so fucking dope, dude. I love that song so much. But this album, let me tell you the story about this album. So they haven't they hadn't released anything since 2016. No new music. Maybe they dropped a couple songs, you know, and maybe put out a couple of covers just for fun. But no new album yeah. since 2016. It's been a long time. I've been impatiently waiting for a while. Well, the story goes, uh, during the process of recording the album, there was a lot of mushrooms taken in DMT. And one of the songs is about an hour, outer body experience, you know, that they had while in the process of it's called nobody and the video's got a uh some you know post-apocalyptic vibes to it it's pretty cool but anyhow i get the album i have it for a while and i had plans to listen to the album properly the weekend it came out it didn't come to fruition that weekend so the next weekend i was able to do that and by listen to it properly i mean i took some shrooms i went on a journey journey eh? that is the album you have to listen to while you're on a journey like holy shit dude and you get all the feels all the feels 
will come from this album. I promise you that. If you start it from the beginning and listen to it to the end, there is, you just get all the vibes, all the feels. I get goosebumps talking about it because it actually helped me work through some shit. This has been a shit year for me. You know, if I'm being quite honest, you know what I mean? Between Very therapeutic. All, all my, you know, all my bullshit with my stomach and having to have surgery and missing all kinds of work because of it, you know, and then I had to put my dog down. That broke my fucking heart, dude. You know, it hasn't been the greatest, you know, and I don't need anybody feeling bad for me or, you know, I don't, I don't want a sob story or anything like that. I'm just letting you know where my mindset was when I, I went into this and I was like, I really need to work some shit out and do this, you know? And I did, and I was able to to work all this shit out that you know that I had going on, and I went through all the emotions. And of course, you know, of all the emotions I went through, Mrs. Bud comes down here as I'm like weeping, dude. There's a song called Cosmic on the album. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's my favorite, um, and it's it's really deep actually lyrically, and it's just it's super cool, and uh, it really it really tugged on my heartstrings and in my soul. So like she walks in here and I'm like weeping, weeping, dude. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, actually nothing. I'm not sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm tripping. Balls. You know what I mean? But I'm not sad. I'm obviously working through something, but like, she's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Actually. You know, I've never been better, but I am weeping right now because I'm, you know, I'm on a journey. And so that being said, I highly recommend anybody not only buy that album, but take the journey and listen to that album from front to back and back to front while you're on that journey. And you'll be able to work through some shit if you need to work through some shit. I promise you that. Well, I just might have to do that further then. Yeah. Well, I mean, shrooms are great, dude. I don't even care. You know, I I never used to talk about them a whole bunch on the show, but like. Uh, I think shrooms are good. So, yeah, man, that's. uh. That's all I got for this week, y'all. I wanted to keep it a little tamer. We did a little bit vintage bud shit. What do you got before we go, brother? You know, live, laugh, toast the best. Nice, nice. Well, y'all, until next week, peace, love, and liberty. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Take care. Right.